welcome back to Emory University's Creativity Conversation podcast. My name is Maggie Becker. Part of my work with Arts at Emory is producing these podcasts. These podcasts are pulled from live recordings of Rosemary McGee Creativity Conversations, an endowed speaker series where renowned thinkers and creators come into conversation about their craft on Emory's campus. Today, I am joined by student and 2019-2020 Stipe scholar Kyra Solomon to introduce the Creativity Conversation with tango musicians Sonia Possetti and Damian Bulletin. Hello, Kyra. Talk to us about what you do on Emory's campus. What's your major? How'd you get here? (laughs) Um, So my major is Spanish linguistics as well as film. I'm currently a junior in the college, so I'm not working on anything like senior thesis project at the moment. But because I am Spanish and film, one thing that I want to do with my honors thesis, I want to do half film, half paper in the Spanish department, which has never been done before. So I think that's pretty cool. And I want to do something focused on documenting Spanish linguistics in like the metro Atlanta area. When you say half half film, half paper. What does that mean? Instead of doing however many long paper, I would do like a documentary film and then a shorter length paper to accompany the film. Oh, so why did you pick this conversation? Is it because they're tango musicians and that deals a lot with the Spanish culture? Partly because of Spanish culture, but I also studied abroad in Argentina last summer, 2018. It was something that I was like, oh my gosh, I had like actual contact with this and I wanted to see how it was perceived in more of like an academic standpoint rather than just like what I saw while I was there. What did you see while you were there? We actually did go to like a one milonga, which is a club kind of thing. And it was more like tango, like in a very like improv, very like low, like... I guess like they t- in the this podcast they talk a lot about like which traditional like contemporary tango versus what was like of the lower class or all that good stuff. So it was more kind of like the commoners dance and it wasn't so much worrying about rhythm and like melodies and counts. It was just like everyone having fun dancing. I love the idea of an Emory sanctioned club outing. From watching this, did it kind of help you contextualize the project that you're working towards, this idea of documenting things in Atlanta, but then also kind of making them academic? Yeah. Well, I guess it's not something that I thought about explicitly, but it definitely got my gears going. Like, there's so much more I could do. What made you interested in your double majors? I've always just enjoyed Spanish language and culture. Recently, the social aspect of linguistics and how you can look at language as just not a way of communication, but like how it can separate social stratas and things like that. Film was also just something that I've always been interested in. I always like taking pictures or videoing on my phone. That's something that's like bothering my mom. It's like, you just need to put that phone down. But it inspired me to take like an intro film class at Emory. And then it just kind of started from there. What do you think the linguistic connotations of this creativity conversation are since these speakers, Sonia Pacetti and Damien Bulletin, their first language is not English. So then they're kind of trying to describe a whole culture, their whole practice Mm -hmm. in a different language, translating it basically in their heads. Yeah. So I really think that the content of the podcast is there, but like you can tell like just throughout there's so much that they want to say, but they're not able to. And sometimes one of the moderators will like help them out a little bit. But it's interesting to see how we have conversations and we don't pay attention to length or how we like kind of mush all our words together. But if people were asking questions in the podcast, Sonia Pacetti would have to be like, or can you like slow down a little bit or like say that again? So it's just interesting how cross-culturally we think of English as this like hegemon language but there's so many other cultures and that linguistic knowledge of other languages is so beneficial to getting information 
Thank you for sharing your time and craft with us. Please enjoy this creativity conversation with Sonia Pacetti and Damien Bulletin, Tango Musicians. Some of this audio has been cut down from the original video, which you can find on the Emory University playlist under Rosemary McGee Creativity Conversation Series. We have two wonderful guests, Sonia Pacetti and Damian Bolotin. And this event, this whole event and residency is put together by Dr. Wendland. So I think I will turn over to you just to sort of set the stage and then we'll go over the presentation and get right into things. Okay. Yeah, I would say these two um, musicians are quintessential tangueros. We call tango musicians that they're, they're performers, they're composers. So they write, they arrange, they play. And their music, we, we call now the music of Buenos Aires. It's the contemporary tango music, so that's what they're going to be able to tell you about. And um, anyway, I'll really just turn it over to you guys, and welcome. To begin the class, to introduce to the tango. I don't know if you have uh, listened before today. The tango is from Argentina especially from Buenos Aires. It began with the arrival of a lot of people from Europe and some of the Africans. So at the beginning, the tango was, it was the, the music of the, the down clubs, <laughs> worst. And then the musicians that arrived uh, to Buenos Aires from Europe began to listen to the music, they thought, oh, this is interesting. They um, mixed with the melodies and the harmony and the classical music. In 1920, we had the tango that now is known like traditional tango, with, with a structure very clear, a, a part A, part A, part B, and in a lot of occasions, part three too. Do you understand my English? Uh, the tango always was very open to other music. Each generation was changing the structures and the tempos. Now, in, in this moment, the tango taking a lot of influences of, uh, from the contemporary music. We are going to other languages, but trying to not to lose our identity. I don't know where we will end. <laughs> the tango never stops Every day is changing. So that we can show you different uh, tangos that we play and we have composed to have an idea what is tango. For example, uh, uh, my first tango in my life. This is the first tango. Yeah, this is the first tango. that we listen is the part A. Uh, in general, in the traditional structure that I uh, mentioned uh, before, the part A has 
a theme, a melody, something like eight bars, and then repeat the same eight bars. Listen again, and I compose with this structure. Traditional structure, part A is very rhythmic and the part B is melancholic. In, in the case of a three part, it's indifferent, no, no, no ever is equal. Mm-hmm. Maybe rhythmic or melancholic too. That then you present the part A and part B, the first melody and the second melody, one time or other time, then you can do the variation. Like in the classic music, this is an influence of the classic music, the variation of the melody. Maybe a variation of the part A or part B. Okay? Listen, this is the part.
and the end is traditional too. Chang, chang. This is very traditional in the tango, and we call this end chan chan <laughs> in the slang. <laughs> do you want to listen again, or do you want to ask something? Are you improvising in any of the? Is it todo escrito? Everything written it or some? Or no. It's all, all is written. Your question? I just had a question about the notation. This is uh, something I haven't encountered before. This is a cluster. And the most uh, low notes, the white notes only, that I play with my palm, the notes are not important. But the effect is to try to get a sound like the counterbass because the counterbass in this place does a... Um, so, so in, the, in the beginning the tango was only me- melodic with the wolf in the time was melody plus harmony. All the instruments need to, to do some mixed elements. Why but the means only melodic or some music? Oh. You can use some effects in the tango as uh, oh, oh, to make some rhythmic elements. It's for a moment or not a whole piece. But for a moment to give energy and power, another, okay. This, this type of music is not tango, it's milonga. Milonga, there are two types of milonga. Urban milonga is the most fast milonga and country milonga. Milonga, slow milonga. This is a euro milonga. This was my one of my first compositions that when I kept the, the traditional structure. But I was beginning to introduce the, the jazz language and another influences. And when I composed it, that, wow, Buenos Aires, <laughs> was, what is happening? <laughs> Sonia, <laughs> a, a woman, and, and she's not from Buenos Aires, and she used another structure. <laughs> but now it's, very popular milonga because it has the sense of the music, keep the structure, keep the uh, functional uh, harmony, but without permission, I put it some scales <laughs> out of the tonality. Did you listen? Uh, and uh, it was very advanced in, 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 the, in the moment that I composed. Now it's legal. <laughs> well, Bailarina has three parts, did you see? With a lot of notes, a very rhythmic, and the part B is with long notes, and then began a, a, another part with a lot of notes too, and we rotate between these, these three parts. The version in the CD has a solo with percussionist, but when we play together, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> we do the percussion uh, with the violin and we can show them.
there is a, a lot of rhythmic effects. For example, this uh, called swipe. This uh, is, is important because imitates what the guitar or the contrabass to mark in the tango. For example, no? This is called latigo, as with lions. <laughs> there are two types of latigos, uh, short and long, no? <coughs> oh. Rhythmic effects. And the chicharra. Snare drum. Caja, box, no? There are three uh, rhythms in the genre tango. One is tango, the other is milonga, and the other is vals. At the beginning, the tango and the milonga was like twins, without possibility to separate, because the tango uh, was played very fast to dance. And then, when the tango left to the home to be popular, it began to be the elite, only to the important people. The tango uh, went to the concert theaters, to the clubs, but not to place it to dance with a lot of people. No, uh, it began to be more sophisticated and more calm. And the tango began to be in four beats four bar, and the milonga kept the two four bar. Something more? I just saw like you did like with those special sound effects with the violin. Is there any other like kind of different sound effects that you do on piano? The piano it has less effects than the strings. One of them is this one. One of the ways to the accompaniment is the marcato that is different in, in the other musics. For example, if I need to accompany, accompany, accompany with a major chord, I put in my left hand the chord in arpeggio. Hand, I will put the same notes, the chords, only with a fifth, not, not much more in the traditional way. In my way, I put a lot of extensions, but in the traditional way, the complement is only tonic and the third and the fifth. And I put the, the chord in different octaves. I will play with the octaves. The position, comment? 
this is the, the traditional uh, way to accompany the tango. In the milonga it's very similar, but we include the rhythm. very much to mix with Brazilian music so that in this in this arrangement I put some accompaniments that are not traditional like this. But in my left hand is the milonga. I mix so much light if I mix. In your whole talk is dealing with this topic of the traditional form and then how you're, you guys have like sort of bringing in different influences and even the extended techniques. So, so much of what we hear, I feel like it so has such a vitality and an energy to it. And I think when a lot of people, a lot of students, as you're working on your pieces, it, it can be just striking how changing the octave can have a huge effect, how the accent, how the articulation, how adding a slight one, one alternation between the left hand when and the right hand. I try to write... With all the articulation, this is one of the characteristics of the new composers. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, our teachers or the big teacher of the, the tango didn't write nothing about, about articulation. Mm -hmm. It's the articulation, the accent that are very important. I was just going to say something I also you was asking about special effects in the piano, but you can also use it as a percussive instrument. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes, here, and here, and here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we use all the, the parts of the wood of all yeah. instruments to do nice. <laughs> Let's uh, continue with another piece. And this is a modern piece by Damian. This is one of my compositions, but it's not traditional. The way I, I compose this piece is uh, serial music. Can I just introduce, because I'm not sure, not all of the students. Oh, okay. So basically taking different combinations of intervals collections, say minor second and a major third, or two major thirds, and taking those different combinations as your musical motives. My work is a, A, B, B, C, D, D, A, B, C, D, C, coda. <laughs> this is my Apple word. <laughs> listen, listen to that. Thank you. 
strikes me is each of the instruments has a particular role. Yeah. They yeah. Inter- sometimes they inter- interlock. Yeah. And then the rhythmic, I mean, you, you know, we talk about tonal, atonal, but what I hear in this is like the rhythmic the vitality and that kind of helps, holds everything together. Yeah. And, and then the, the, pit, the um, different sort of patterns that that you need. Exactly. Yeah. The combination is uh, polyrhythmics mm-hmm. and polyphonic. In the, some manner, for example, in yeah. this, the second violin was a trauma. Okay. While while the the, the cello is two very different characters, yeah. characters yeah. but you have them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, and the first violin.
And when you're writing this, I mean, did you sort of collect a bunch of different textual texture ideas, or did you just how how did, how was your process of writing this? Did you just write forward? Did you follow the violin? Buenos Aires is is, is a big city and a, a chaos. <laughs> One time I I was uh, driving. I como se dice tuve que esperar. I have to, to wait for a minutes. <laughs> <laughs> was a, a, a strike. Oh, yeah. That's not like here. There are two ways, not to 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 go to to this composition: uh, psychoanalysis or, <laughs> or writing music. <laughs> but the process was uh, in in different part, parts. Where you can. Uh, See, playing, playing the violin. Playing the violin. They're all at the beginning of working on their string chords. Yeah. 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 So you, you compose this from playing Play. yeah. the violin. Yeah. This piece? Yeah. Not all the pieces. But this piece, play. So you improvise, improvise would, yeah. you, would you record yourself? Yeah. No. Or right. just write down, just remember, remember it. <laughs> yeah. And then you think about the, the other parts. Yeah. What, like, what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this Rosemary McGee Creativity Conversation. This podcast was brought to you by Emory University and Arts at Emory. It was produced by Emma Yarbrough and me, Maggie Becker. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and follow us on Facebook at Arts at Emory and Instagram at Emory Arts. Mm-hmm.